Welcome to the Kyle Style Podcast. Recording once again. Uh, again, a little freeform sort of... Uh, I even what you call it. <laughs> Sam Harris calls it a free association. Uh, not exactly free association. I'm going to try to stick to a specific topic. Right? Now... If you haven't been reading the news, or maybe you have been reading the news, I, I don't know how important this is for maybe people outside of Germany or outside of Europe. There's going to be repercussions for this, and there's a lot of rhetoric flying around about this uh, German migrant crisis. There's a overwhelming number, of course, of uh, Syrians specifically. Refugees uh, fleeing from Syria due to this constant civil war there that's been going on for, I, I don't know, a, a year at least. I'm going to fact check myself while I talk about this. Uh, Syrian civil war. When did the Syrian civil war begin? Oh, wow. Unrest began in the early spring of 2011, according to Wikipedia. We're now in... <laughs> fall of 2015, so that's pretty ongoing. So the country, if you look up any images of it, it looks pretty uh, looks pretty devastated there, um, pretty torn up. So a few weeks ago, or, uh, well, let's see, a few weeks ago, I guess it was at least announced, or it became a news story anyway, that uh, Angela Merkel, the prime minister, or chancellor, I suppose, of Germany, declared Germany an open door for all Syrian refugees. Now, if you look at a, a map of Germany, uh, it is in the middle of Europe, and it is a water route and multiple nations between anywhere close to Syria. So this has led to a uh, hop, skip, jump uh, refugee trail of tears going from Syria to Germany. Now, neighboring nations to Germany, such as Hungary, Croatia, and Greece, they are um, being also overwhelmed uh, as a flow, uh, the flood of these uh, war-torn people attempt to escape their, uh, their plight in Syria. Well, they, well, the Germans, of course, as part of the EU, are strong enough uh, economically to take in a certain number of refugees. They're reporting something like there will be about 800,000 asylum applications in the next year. And that's just from where we are now. Um, they have reinstituted border patrols. They're attempting to stop the flow, the complete open influx of of these refugees, which aren't all Syrian either. Basically, uh, no one is checking their nation of origin at the borders of any of these uh, countries. And they are not, uh, you know, doing background checks on any of these people. And presumably are not... Uh, presumably they are also not... Uh, 
checking the employment ability or capabilities of any of these people. So what you now have is a sort of refugee traffic jam stretching from Syria through Turkey to Bulgaria, Greece, Serbia, uh, Bulgaria, Croatia, Austria, just to get to Germany. Now, with the Germans instituting border patrols, sort of shutting the door, that now leaves all the refugees who are in transit high and dry in nations like Croatia and Hungary, Serbia, who are not uh, financially, especially, say, Greece, financially equipped to uh, handle this influx of refugees. Depending on which, uh, specifically German websites that I was reading, there was a tremendous uh, reaction inside the country to what is happening. People are concerned about the 1% increase in the German population as a result of this movement. So, there are potentially, uh, it's hard to say, there's a social pushback in both directions in Germany. There are people who say, we can take it, we can take them all. It's the humane thing to do is to take all these Syrians in. And that's admirable. And then there are people who are saying, well, all the beds are full. Uh, we can't responsibly care for any more of these refugees. There are uh, far-right people who are decrying the uh, end of the German culture and they're going to be uh, Islamic extremists and allegedly ISIS has stated that they were going to put agents in with the refugees, so now they're mixed in there. Um, is that a legitimate concern? I don't know. I mean, it's quite possible, right? Uh, if even if there's 800,000 just in Germany, you know, one out of 100,000 is, well, there's eight guys. Uh, hard to say. Is it the beginning of the European caliphate that, uh, you know, sort of Christians or Western people might be afraid of and implementing Sharia law? Well, I don't know. I guess you just have to wait and see. Uh, Will the Syrians become a native population inside Germany now? <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, something I didn't know about is the EU having the uh, right to family law. So basically after these 800,000 uh, migrants find, or refugees, migrants, depends on which news source you read, you give them a different name. Uh, once these 800,000 uh, receive official asylum, they can be, uh, they can bring all of their family. So, presumably they'd have to be from Syria, because that was the point of this immigration influx. But my understanding is that they're not just from Syria, they're from all over the Middle East, these people. Anybody that wants to try to get to Germany, now's your chance. Um, so... Maybe uh, they'll just be happy to be out of Syria, and they will adopt a, a, at least somewhat, somewhat Germanic, uh, you know, cultural identity. They'll 
integrate with the German uh, industry and economy and way of life and not be not be a world apart inside Germany. Uh, I understand some of the paranoia and the fear and the suspicion. Um, but again, you just have to kind of wait and see. I mean, maybe, maybe it will work out long term. But you have to realize as well that inside Germany there are people who are going to have that negative reaction. And they're going to be suspicious of uh, kind of anything that the uh, anything that the, the Islamic people and Middle Eastern people are going to do, no matter what it is. So, uh, long term, something of a uh, I don't know what's called a barroom uh, theory, or sort of a risking a bay of pigs kind of situation, but. Uh, Gathering up all these military age men, training them in military tactics, and uh, establish some kind of uh, liberation army, and send them back. Not immediately, of course, but uh, eventually to recapture Syria from uh, Assad and uh, reestablish a free Syria. The solution isn't just to flee. The solution is to uh, make where you live livable. And as much as our misadventures in the Middle East have shown us that, uh, as Westerners anyway, whenever our military gets in there, there's collateral damage and accidents and uh, friendly fire incidents and uh, toppling one ruler doesn't necessarily solve the problem, as we've seen a few times over throughout the course of, I don't know, the last hundred years. Uh, But it's really come to a head now. Uh, It's one thing when we can see... You see it on the news, and you see maybe pictures online of, oh, Syria, and you hear about it, but now it's it's come home to Germany. Uh, and it's EU neighbors who are now forced to, you know, uh, bolster this uh, relief effort. And again, it's not so much, oh, we don't want to. I think in a a large way it's that we can't responsibly do that. I mean, Greece has been in an economic struggle with the EU and specifically Germany, from what I understand, over its currency, uh, over its uh, loan status, uh, and its economic standing with the rest of the EU. And now they are going to have to shoulder this burden. Is that fair? Are they going to be able to responsibly provide for all these, you know, migrants? And then are those migrants who are stuck in, say, Greece and Bulgaria along that uh, Syrian trail, are they uh, going to be cared for in a responsible way where they won't be suffering more, where you can't then find a hotbed that's uh, ripe for radicalization if uh, a radical comes along? Like, look at us. Look at Palestine. Uh, Look at us. We're living in poverty. Uh, it's the, the Zionists are doing this to you, or it's uh, you know the, the racist uh, Europeans are doing this to you. We need to commit violence, and that's going to elevate our possibilities and our status. Uh, Pretty associating, I think. <laughs> uh, Kyle Style Podcast. Uh, bringing you some news. So you don't have to read the news, and I'm kind of giving you a little bit of a dipstick as to what some of the responses are. There are, I would call them cultural reactionaries, or 
kind of that EDL attitude mindset, both in Germany and our neighboring countries that are saying, you know, this is the end of German culture. It's all gone now. It's all going to become destroyed, and Germany's crime rate is going to go through the roof, and then, you know, the, the unemployment's going to be insane now, and there's going to be these refugee camps uh, that are in squalor. But uh, as I was just reading the story on CNN, maybe it's the... Uh, rose-colored glasses of the situation, but uh, Germans are stepping up and they're they're providing what they can to these people who do need help. That's that's the thing, is that these people do need help. If you don't help them, they're definitely screwed. If you do help them, more will come. Uh, can, can Germany and the EU uh, take on this responsibility? Uh, is Germany right to make that decision for all these other countries? I don't know, but you're talking about 800,000, you're talking tens of thousands arriving every day uh, into German cities like Munich, München. And uh, time will tell. I mean, I, I'm not there. You know, I'm, a, I'm an American on the West Coast. I'm on the other side of the planet. I, what do I know about it? I don't necessarily know about the structure of the EU or... Uh, how they really reach these decisions about what they're going to do. Um, but apparently these neighboring nations are a little uh, a little hot at Germany at the moment for imposing on them Germany's uh, humanitarian goal, which uh, maybe you force them and then it's a good thing, but you, uh, you, Germany's like the bully of the EU and making decisions for them. Um, it essentially, in practice, is a dictatorship. We are going to dictate to you uh, the terms of being a member of the EU, which is really, uh, I think, what the original point was supposed to be. Um, yeah, so if you, I mean, if you just, you could probably find it. I mean, if you just look for, like, um, creeping Sharia or... Uh, ISIS uh, infiltrators in amongst Syrian migrants, something like that, you'll probably find both legitimate concern about it as well as uh, potentially xenophobic, <laughs> racist, uh, neo-Nazi stuff, I'm sure. Uh, so yeah, keep your eye on this developing story. You've got North Africans fleeing across the Mediterranean, arriving in places like Italy and Greece on uh, rickety boats, something like what the Cubans have been doing in America for a long time. Uh, now you've got people border jumping and sneaking in. There's probably some kind of uh, Eastern European like, uh, coyotes that are you know, exploiting people, uh, hiding them in trucks and, and storing them in uh, unsafe ways. There will be more deaths for sure. There'll be people being exploited, for sure. Um, getting ugly over there, but this is what happens when one entire region, you know, like the Syrians aren't trying to flee to Iraq. They're not trying to flee to Turkey. Some of them have, but they're not trying to necessarily stay in Turkey. Uh, they're not fleeing to, you know, other neighboring countries or nearby countries, Lebanon. If they're Muslim, of course, they're probably not going to attempt to flee to Israel. Uh Jordan, Saudi Arabia has said that they've taken some in, but they, you know, they have their own reasons, they have their own concerns. I had something, read something about them citing security concerns as to why they didn't want to take all these Syrians in. Um, and then if you're looking at, uh, say, go to Egypt, like if you're looking at a map, it, it looks like uh, Egypt is about a third of the distance close 
closer Syria than Germany is, but ah, maybe the Egyptians don't want to have them in. I don't know if there's some kind of uh, Islamic faction issue there. But, uh, yeah, rambling, babbling, uh, <laughs> making stuff up. Apparently that's the German style nowadays, making up laws on the fly. I'm making this whole thing up on the fly. Uh, I hope I haven't bored you to tears. We're at about 16 and a half minutes, so practicing again at recording something pointed, something poignant. Uh, I don't know, spread around, engage in the discussion, see what you can, uh, see what you can dig up out there. And uh, do what you can do what you can to help. I'm sure there's uh, some charity organizations and everything that would uh, take some uh, some help now. Thanks for listening to the Kyle Style podcast, and uh, hope to have you back again. Bye.